Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah, and I'm so happy to be with you here again. And joining me again, as always, is Travis Ross. Travis, how's it going, man? How is your Monday? As we record this, it's a Monday. So how was your Monday today? Monday was a little crazy. Um, We're, you know, doing okay. Uh, But as many of you guys know, we had coronavirus a couple weeks ago, and um, it looks like that also, I don't think like we gave it to the rest of our staff. Um, it's, but it's a happy accident, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, because like most uh, of my technicians, I think we have three other people that have have it and are on quarantine right now. Um, so wow. today was tough because we've got Valentine's Day coming up, so orders were up a little bit, and it was me, um, my operations manager, and my production manager, and that was it, and. Um, and then I, I basically called my wife and my daughter to come in and just help box some stuff. <laughs> calling, calling the reinforcements in. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, you do what you <laughs> got to do to get the orders out. But it's been a little yeah, bit tough totally. since, um, you know, we've our, our embroidery guy is, is out. And so he was really kind of the main guy that knew how to do embroidery. And so we're you know, sure. having to kind of scramble and figure all that stuff out. And, um, yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's you you, you do what you got to do, um, but it's created a lot of stress and you know, um, sure, you know, banging your head against the wall a little bit. But you know, hey, that's yeah. that's what happens when you own a business and you make the best of it and you move on. Yep, absolutely, man. And we've talked about multiple times uh, how embroidery seems to be a, a labor of, of love. It's very uh, <laughs> or, or hate, love and hate. Yeah. Uh, I, it's very intense. So yeah, when you, when your person who's your go to is is no longer available, it can present a lot of problems. Because it, I mean, yeah. embroidery is an art form. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that a lot of people realize that. I certainly did it, but it's definitely a trade, like a craft that you can you know perfect and and take with you and, and probably get you know job security if you're the one that's willing to put up with embroidery and all of its machinations and all of the nightmares yeah. that can go along with it. So, um, but I'm glad you guys are, are doing better as a, as a fam. I know the, the Ross fam there are, are recovering or recovered yep. or in the process. So that's mm-hmm. good news. Yeah, man. we're doing good. Uh, sp- how are you, how are you guys of, doing? Uh, we're good. My wife just got back from 10 days in Mexico. So, Um, she, you know, she got to be at a, you know, swanky, all inclusive resort for five days when she wasn't staying at her aunt's house. And she was, she made sure to send me lots of pictures of the view of the ocean right off her balcony Mm -hmm. and, you know, the dolphins everywhere. And it was, uh. It was great to be here in snowy Colorado for those 10 days, <laughs> uh, reminding myself that I have to be kind and not be bitter or upset mm. that I wasn't taken on this lovely <laughs> outing of a trip. Um, but no, man, we've been good, been busy. Um, just, you know, being the only one in the house, you know, and making sure you, you realize that 
your wife does a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, man, okay, I, I thought, I swear to God, I just did laundry. Or and the dishes are, okay, okay, well, oh, my God, okay, I got to feed the dogs. I take the dogs out. I got to change. It's, it's, it's a lot. Um, so definitely appreciative of, to have her back and, and uh, of course, missed her. So, yeah, otherwise, man, I'm doing good. And, uh, good. Just taking things as as they come, um, but I know. Speaking of of the Ross family, of your family, last week you hyped up a bumper from mm. your son Jaden uh, for the point of interest. So we're not going to make you, the listener, wait any longer. We are going to go ahead and deliver <laughs> on our promise as we go to this week's point of interest. Oh, bro, I'm just so bored. I don't know what to do. Yo, bro, you know what you need? Some point of interest. Yeah. Radical. Tip top. Now that's dank. We'll give you guys time to dry your tears after how moved you were <laughs> by, by, that, by that bumper. Uh, uh, Travis, any, any thoughts after hearing it again? What, mm. do you, what do you think the listeners thought of this bumper? I'm I'm so proud as a father, you know. Uh, let me just say, <laughs> uh, no, he's he's a he's a creative kid, and he's um, he's enjoying, you know, kind of making things, and and uh, yeah, I've I've asked him to do a, a main event one too, and you know, he's also uh, a kid in that he. You know, only wants to do things when he wants to do them. So we'll see if we get one <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> eventually. Sure. But yeah. So let's let's talk about the uh, uh, the point of yeah, interest. Yeah, let's do it, man. So back in episode seventeen, uh, we talked about something uh, a new f- uh, a printing process called mm-hmm. DTF, and we laughed just like we will now of the initials, <laughs> but it stands for direct to film. In mm-hmm. episode seventeen, we talked about it. But you have discovered another point of interest about the former point of interest. So tell us, what have you learned uh, yes. between episode 17 and episode 24? So I'm, I, you know, I'm interested in this whole thing. Um, and I think episode 17 happened probably right in the midst of Q4. So I didn't have a lot of time to really yeah. dig into it. But since then, I've, I've dug in a little bit and uh, joined, you know, a couple Facebook groups and just kind of getting some information about it. And one of the cool things I learned is that you I don't actually need to, to buy a new printer to do this. I can make mm. DTF work on my Epson F2100. Which is nice. really cool. And um, so I, I haven't actually pulled the trigger, but I think for, for about, you know, 70 or 80 bucks, I can get, you know, some film. I can get the powder yeah. that you need. Um, the, it's like a glue powder that, you know, creates the adhesive when you heat it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm pretty stoked about it. Basically, uh, and, you know, I'll just kind of go through the process. You you, yeah. you can actually use Garment Creator, which is the, the RIP software that comes with the Epson. Sure. Um, you guys use it. I, you know, we use it, too. Yep. And um, so basically with, with uh, DTG, and we're, we're going to talk about DTG later, but you basically you, mm-hmm. you, you lay down a, a white layer and then you lay down your colors on top of it. Well, with DTF, it's backwards. So what you have to do is you that you you print like you have your image and you load it into Garment Creator and you say print, but you go into the settings and you say don't print the white underbase. Um, right. You can basically turn it off with a little checkbox, and and so it just prints the color 
on the film, you know, that you've put, you know, your film is on your platen. It just prints the yeah. color. Then when it comes out, it thinks it's done. So then you don't touch anything um, on the platen, and you turn back on the white, and then you say print. And after about 30 or, 30 or 45 seconds, uh, you let it kind of, you know, the inks kind of settle. You, you sure. put that platen back in, you know, you hit print, and it prints that white now which is what, you know, uh, because you're going to do it backwards. Um, And then when it comes back out, uh, you basically kill the print job and you're done with your, your direct to film print. Um, Yeah. A couple tips that I've, you know, kind of learned is that you really want to lower your amount of white ink. So it's not like DTG when you just want to throw as much of white ink as you can, because it's going to really make your, your colors pop on direct to film. You know, you're, it's film. There's nothing to soak up that extra ink, you know, like when you have the right. cotton fibers. So you really just want to kind of lay it down um, at, at a lower level, at a lower intensity right. level. But then, you know, once you've got that, you've got your, your DTF print. You put the powder on it. You hover for, you know, two and a half to three minutes. Uh, or you can put it in an oven or whatever. And then you literally sure. have your transfer and you're done. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to... You know, spend like I said, seventy or eighty bucks just to to give it a try, kind of feel, yeah, get totally. the get a hand feel, and see see how it works. Yep. Um, yep. I'm just stoked that I don't have to spend you know two or three grand on a on a converted printer <laughs> on, a whole, on a whole different yeah different uh, equipment setup. So yeah, uh, no, I think that sounds awesome because you can. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understood when we talked about, it, I mean, you can kind of create maybe take an evening or take some time and create some some films that are ready to just press. So if an order comes in, mm-hmm. you can just kind of pull it, press it, and then and, and go from there, yeah. um, which which I think is awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the one of the other benefits to it, and we mentioned this in Episode 17, is, is that if you screw something up, you know, you've screwed up a – you know, a dollar film, right, you know, right. a film that costs you a buck instead <laughs> yeah, of a hoodie that costs you 10 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's kind of a benefit too. So, um, yeah. you know, we'll see what we might, we might update the point of interest for a second time in the future, you know, um, once I've yeah. actually gotten the stuff and done it. tried it a few times and yeah, so kind of fun stuff, you know, just uh, every day you're yeah. learning something in this business. Yeah, it's always it's, it's kind of like you know I used to I used to work a lot in in um, cell phone the cell phone business and you know selling Verizon stuff and it was like you you knew your stuff for probably a good solid six months because <laughs> six months later if not <laughs> sooner change some other iteration or revolutionary thing came along and you're like well this changes everything so I feel like DTG is a lot like that just because. <laughs> Or print on print on demand in general just is like yeah. that just because the technology keeps advancing so much. Even since we've started doing this show, there's been stuff that's come along that right. didn't exist in episode one. We, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like DTF is, is a perfect example. We didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, uh, when, when that we might have existed, but we, it episode. didn't exist to us. Yeah, we, we weren't aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which and, and and everyone listening knows if it doesn't exist to us, it doesn't exist at yeah. all in the POD cast world. It's exactly. Just, just <laughs> you have to let us know. <laughs> Write in. Email us, info, airprint on demand cast, enlighten us. We want to know all of the things. So, uh, yeah, so that's it for this week's point of interest. But keep a lookout, keep an ear out uh, for perhaps another update on DTF. Maybe there'll be some some footage, some video, some pictures of Travis's first DTF endeavor. 
Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool to, to document that. I, you yeah, know, I haven't seen your sure. shop still, so so maybe I'll come <laughs> over, film some stuff, you know, throw it together, and, and launch it on the social media platforms. I think it'd be a lot of fun uh, to kind of um, check out the process. So, anything yeah. else on this uh, on this POI before we uh, transition out of it? Nope, was just excited to figure find out that I could do it. You know, with my existing equipment. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing. Uh, what you can do and uh, mm-hmm. whether or not we also want to do that, which is a good thing about having a friend in the business because you can, <laughs> you can learn from them. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. So with that, we will transition out to our main event of this episode. It's about time for the thing you've been waiting for, the main event. We're going to talk about garment printing, Travis, and and, uh, and the different mm-hmm. various ways. We're going to we're going to touch some kind of highlight a couple different processes, and we're going to mm-hmm. spend some time on the last process, uh, which will be DTG. But before we get there, we're going to touch on a couple others. Uh, we just talked about DTF, of course, mm-hmm. and and kind of highlight the process of how you can do that with the F twenty one hundred. I know another process that you're using uh, or have used in the past is transfers or vinyls. So tell us a little bit about the vinyl transfer process, your, your experience with it and, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the, the listener, the ideal person that would want, maybe want to take up vinyl before moving on to another, uh, process of printing. Yeah. The cool thing about vinyl is it's pretty in- inexpensive to get started mm-hmm. with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously some limitations, just like there's limitations with all of these different, um, printing methods, but, um, basically with vinyl, um, you're literally going to buy vinyl a roll of vinyl we have uh like a more of a um pro machine but even the pro machines are only two three thousand four thousand dollars um but basically it has a roll of vinyl that has a um uh, you know the front side and then the back side has like an uh um adhesive to it and then mm-hmm. you your machine literally cuts out a ve- you 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 input a vector image so vector means that um, it can be expanded infinitely it's made up of lines um, whereas a rasterized image is going to be pixelated when you blow it up um, because it's not yeah. built with lines so the vector image allows you to kind of expand it and make it smaller and all that and so that's what uh, you're going to use for your vinyl machine and it you know you put it at, get it to a certain size the, and then there's a razor inside of the machine that cuts the vinyl, literally cuts out, cuts it, cuts it through, um, cuts it out. And then you take that and then you do a process that's called weeding, where you're basically just taking out all the negative space, um, anything right. that you don't want on the shirt, um, because the vinyl, of course, has been cut. And so there's, you know, if you have an A, imagine that little piece of the A in the middle. You don't want that printing. So you you take a, a little hook, basically, or a, something to get that piece out of there. And then when you put yeah. it on the shirt, you can kind of see where it's going to go. You literally press it for 10, 15 seconds, and boom, you've got your your vinyl. Now, you can do multiple yeah. colors. We don't really do that. We only do one color, so I'm not really going to... You have registration issues, you know, when you're trying to do multicolor. So we, we stick with one color because it's easy. Um, but if you have a lot of one-color designs, it's a very inexpensive way to yeah. do T-shirt and, you know, you can do bags, you can do different things like that. Um, and it doesn't really matter the material because um, the 
the adhesive is going to stick to a polyester just like it's going to stick to a cotton. Um, sure. So you have, a, you have a lot of options when it comes to materials or substrates that you're going to press it on. The only, the only issue is really you're limited or you're, you're kind of limited with color. Um, you're going to do solid colors. You're not going to do You're not going to get like a skin tone or anything like that because, sure. you know, um, but you, you, the other cool thing is you can get like um, sparkly vinyl or vinyl with, uh, I saw, I saw a thing on uh, Stahl's website, which is, they're a big supplier of vinyl and they had Bernie's mitten color uh, vinyl. So you could literally get that plaid that he had, that he was wearing. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, so you're, but you're limited to that particular role, whatever that vinyl yeah. that you have is. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Uh, speaking of Bernie and the mittens, mitten gate, if you will, <laughs> at the inauguration <laughs> in January, it was amazing how many people and how quickly people capitalized yep. on that. Not and not just like in in the meme uh, form, but I I saw you know the Bob the pop figures, the Funko Pop, the mm. Bernie Sanders one was made. Someone made wow. Bernie Sanders bobbleheads. Someone made. I mean, it was it was everywhere yeah. i mean etsy was just littered with greeting cards that was like i'm smitten by you and it was burning with his little <laughs> mittens i mean it was like it was everywhere yeah. so kudos yeah. to all of you for for being so proactive and 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 uh jumping on that like right away totally. uh, it, it was amazing um a little a little upset i didn't think i i saw some stuff i'm like man that would have been brilliant to think about but i just wasn't <laughs> uh wasn't in that frame of mind i guess that day um, so we have vinyl, and for those listening, you know Travis kind of laid out the process. It kind of se- it does seem like a lot of steps, but I think Travis can tell you in a test that it's it's actually pretty. Once you do it once or twice, mm-hmm. it actually starts to get pretty easy. It's um, pretty as quick. far as like yeah. the weeding and the re- removing the negative space. So so don't be daunted there. Any any of these are going to have a learning curve with it if you're not in. Uh, these processes yet, or you're not utilizing the processes, know that everything we talk about does have a learning curve, but mm-hmm. uh, some some more steep than others, but you know they're, they're totally doable. Um, sublimation would be the next one. I think sublimation, we've talked about this on the show before, is where mm-hmm. you and I both kind of started in venturing into, yeah. um, into POD. And uh, you know, you you retrofitted uh, a, a printer to work for the for sublimation mm-hmm. purposes, and and then eventually got a sawgrass. We have sawgrass printers, but again, would you say you know sublimation is another one that can be fairly inexpensive to get into as far as just the mm-hmm. equipment needed? You need to either buy a sawgrass for you know the lower ones like what five hundred bucks, and then yeah. you know maybe a, a mug press, um, you know, a single or double mug press to begin to start with. Mm-hmm. It's fairly inexpensive to yeah. to get in, to get started in that. Yeah, I mean the only thing that you're limited to with sublimation um, is your materials or your substrates. Yep. So if you're going to do yep. clothing, which we're talking about garment printing, you're going to be limited to uh, synthetic materials, polyester. Right. Um, right. You know, primarily. So if you don't mind printing on polyester. Um, you know, sublimation may work for you. Now, the other thing that you're going to be limited to is that you can't you can't do white. So you can't take a dark garment and sublimate right. white because white sublimation. Yeah. yeah. Cause sublimation is a dye process. So you're sure. dyeing the, the garment itself to be cut to, you know, to a different color. So you can't dye something yep. white. You can't take the, yep. you know, the color out of it. 
Right. Um, so those are those are some limitations. But I know I know some people have done like, uh, you know, polyester onesies, you know, and yeah. put put like some words on it, you know, something cute for their, sure. their kid or whatever. And, sure. Um, yeah, there's there's some you know, and some people. The other thing that you can do with sublimation is uh, cut and sew. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen the guy riding down the bi- riding down the road on his bike with you know the right. bright colored with all the you know brand names Design, on his yeah, bike it's yeah all over printing and it's all yeah. over yeah you can yep. do all over printing um and and they literally cut the pieces out run two of them and then they sublimate the whole thing and then sew them together um yeah. it's a pretty i mean that's that's pretty uh pretty intense that's, pretty, that's yeah that, that's, that's like you're not going to get into that sublimation yeah, yeah you're not going to get yeah. into that for a few hundred bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you're not you're not going to um, start at cut and sew uh, but exactly. like Travis said, you, you are limited to, you know, the whites and, and like Heather Gray, you know, if it's a, if it's a black ink design, darker ink design, mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll do well. I know we've done, um, masks with yeah. r- white masks work really, really well. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. super crisp, very professional. Um, and a lot of like when you get sawgrass, um, you'll also get their, their creative studio that mm-hmm. you will, and there, there's lots of templates that you can use to, to kind of size correctly and, and get the the dye printed in, in the right size so it looks good yeah. on whatever substrate that you're going to use. Um, but yeah, you've got um, you know we do masks. You can do stuff like puzzles, keychains, magnets, coasters. A lot of that stuff can be sublimated. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I know one of the um, the shows you and I were at. The guy had a piece of wood and he just kind of cured a, a thin polyester film on top of yeah. it and then sublimated a design on top of it. So. If, as long as it's got a polyester coating, you you can sublimate it pretty easily, yep. um, which is something to keep in mind. And it was really cool. It was a wooden coaster, and you put an American flag design. looked really rustic and, and really, you know, mm-hmm. a farmhouse kind of look. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because he cured it with that the, the poly film uh, at the beginning of it. So, mm-hmm. um, But, like, again, Travis said, you're limited to colors and materials. Although I do know that um, on, on Coastal, I do believe they have... Uh, an ink set that will actually allow you to sublimate cotton, like light colors of cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a different ink set, which I don't know a whole lot about, so I'm not gonna. I mean, not gonna try and divulge any information that like I know, but I know that it's out there and something I need to look at and learn more because it seems like it's a uh, it'd be a cool alternative, especially for quick you know onesies or cotton masks or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, that technology is also out there. So the yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say the next uh, garment printing method is um, the one that everybody thinks of when they think of garments, and it's screen printing. Um, everybody yeah, thinks exactly. that every shirt that they've ever seen is screen printed. Screen In fact, printed. Yeah. everybody, like when people come here, they, they deliver, you know, our, our shirts or our whatever. And they hey, so what do you do here? And we're like, oh, we do, you know, digital printing and, you know, like on T-shirts and things. Like, oh, you do screen printing. No, I said digital printing. <laughs> but, yeah, they, you know, exactly. there's, not a, there's not a separation in their mind for that. It's like if it's mm-hmm. a shirt, it's it's been screen printed. So Josiah, sure. can you can you run through kind of the like what 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 does it take to screen print a T-shirt or a hoodie or whatever? Sure. So one thing about that's kind of a staple of of screen printers, and that's resulted in, in, in one of the biggest questions that I get when we're talking to someone, bringing them on board for um, you know our services, is what's the minimum order quantity? 
And right. it's like, well, we don't, uh, we, don't, we don't have minimum order quantity because we're doing a direct-to-garment, not a screen printing. But mm-hmm. the reason that minimum order quantities are a thing in screen printing is because the setup is super time-intensive. Yeah. Um, like, in- incredibly time-intensive. So you, you, have to, you have to take a screen, and then you have to put emulsion on it, which sounds it sounds like a weird thing, but it's photo emulsion basically, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you have to kind of you have to coat your screen in it, uh, edge to edge with the little squeegee that you get, and and they tell you they say it to dry in the in the dark. It has to dry in the dark. I think it's because it is a, a photo emulsion, right, so it's kind of right. like similar to a dark dark room. So you want it to be dark mm-hmm. when it dries, and leave it there for three to four hours. After that, you have to put a transparency basically with your design on top of it mm-hmm. and burn the screen or expose your screen. So you put a light right on top of it for about 30 to 40 minutes. And what that does is when the light hits the stuff that's not covered, the exposed emulsion will harden mm-hmm. and everything in your design will, won't. So then you can remove the screen or the, the, the transparency and then rinse off the screen mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. there's negative space, which is where, you will squeegee the ink through right. to the garment that you're screen printing. And mm-hmm. you have to do it if it's a multicolor design. Again, this is why screen printers charge per color because they have to burn a separate screen for every color. They have, okay, right. this is going to be the red screen, and then they'll rotate it and bring it Okay, this is the red ink screen. So it, it's very, very time intensive, um, mm-hmm. but it is the most well-known process, like you said. Right. It's been um, around for a lot of the same. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of the same questions of, uh, so you guys are screen printers? Like, kind of, but not really. <laughs> we're, right. we're, we're like screen printers in the fact that we print shirts. That's probably about <laughs> where the similarities, <laughs> similarities end. But, you know, it's for, for bulk, I mean, if you're looking to get five, 600 shirts, you'll probably yeah. get prices from a screen printer that you're not going to get from uh, right. a direct-to-garment printer um, just because of, of the, the, how quick they can run through. Shirts. Yeah, the, the so, economy of scale is totally different with screen printing yes. than it is um, our next, you know, garment uh, printing process, which is DTG or direct to yeah. garment, digital yep. printing basically on a yep. shirt. So yep. think inkjet printer, but it's for <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> but yeah. a yeah, like a, a big huge one. one. <laughs> yeah, and and the economies of scale are just different. Um, you yeah. know, DTG really is perfect for print on demand, but it's not perfect for 500 shirts because sure. whereas, um, you know, once you've created those screens, you can, you know, roll t- rotate through those things and you're just basically just throwing more ink down, throwing more ink down, ro- right. rotating that, that uh, um, press around to yeah. the next thing and, and you're just doing yeah. that over and over again. Um, whereas in DTG, there is a process that doesn't change with bulk, yeah. you have yeah. to do the same thing over and over again, and there's a there's a pretty lengthy process, and we'll we'll get into that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what are some things that people need to know about DTG as we get into that, Josiah? Yeah. So, as Travis said, um, the economy of scale is different, so it's perfect for print on demand, right? So, people that are looking to like our clientele here, what for apparel is very much the influencers, people with online audiences that they've mm-hmm. kind of built 
and they want to uh, make shirts as the sales come in instead of going to a screen printer, buying 500, selling 25, and wondering yep. what to do with the next 475 that are in the garage for the next year right. and a half. So, so, th- so, so DTG is very good for the one-offs. As sales come in, virtual inventories type stuff, it doesn't exist until it sells. Um, so that's why DTG is, per- is a perfect marriage for, for print-on-demand. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing also to keep in mind, natural fabrics are probably going to be your best bet. Cottons, yep. um, bamboo, rayon, tri-blends. Basically, you need to have a higher cotton um, percentage in the blend than anything else. That's going to give you your best um, mm-hmm. result in vibrancy and duration of the garment and, and, and how long it lasts through the wash. And, and yeah. there are other things you can do with, um, you know, We'll get into pre-treat later, but there is poly pre-treat where if you have, uh, you know, a high poly content um, garment that you can use. But those mm-hmm. it has it has its caveats because it, as I've experienced, um, you know, the poly pre-treat requires a lot more delicacy and like the heat because it's more sensitive to heat than the cotton mm-hmm. is. So you can mm-hmm. scorch stuff a lot easier. And and a lot of this, I'll say this too up front before we kind of dig into anything else is this is a very nuanced dance. Like you're going to learn a process <laughs> that's different. I'm sure Travis's process uh, printing a shirt with DTG is different than my process printing uh, a DTG as far as the pre-treat, what you do, do you brush it? How long do you cure it? How many times mm-hmm. do you cure it? Do you pre-press it? Anything. I mean, it's different. You got to learn your own rhythm. Um, right. But Travis and I, with our different uh, uh, processes, can give you two shirts that are equally comparable in quality. It's just we got there differently. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to learn um, your own process. But I will say that the poly pretreat is really tricky. Um, so you'll want to to test that. But most sure. of all, cotton cotton's going to be your best bet. You know, there, we have some um, a lot of Gildan hoodies are 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 like a 50 50 or mm-hmm. like a 60 40 and uh, we thought about we tried using poly on them but it wasn't really coming out that well so i i would rather uh kind of up the cotton pre-treat concentration yeah. on a garment than switch to poly because you're going to get a better result um so natural fabrics and one thing to know about um direct to garment travis is it's not just t-shirts and hoodies uh you can mm-hmm. do a lot of different products. Uh, we yeah. can do masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've done masks before. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is with direct to garment, the platen, which is basically like I guess the the platform you put your item that you're printing onto. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to get that thing as close to the print head as right. possible, and that will that will result in a sharper, more uh, high definition looking print the further way you get it looks like you need glasses the further way you get uh, on, on a garment and so um masks are tricky because of the seam that they have uh mm. you know you can kind of cheat like you were talking about before we recorded with the the hoodies you can put some corrugated cardboard on there to try and get it closer to mm-hmm. the print head um but you can do masks pillows mm-hmm. i know ahead. a guy i'll something? just say i know a guy that was doing masks on um on his DTG machine, and he had a F2100, and he was using uh, egg crates, and he had cut out, or oh, not yeah. egg crates, but egg, yeah, egg boxes, and he would cut out, like, two, 
and then he sure. would kind of put it on that, and, and like, and so the egg would, and so it would kind of bend over the sides a little yeah. bit, and then he yeah. would use that to, um, to to lift up the center of the platen where the design was, you know, and have that flat space yep. in the middle. Um, so that that was just a kind of a, a cool. A, a cool yeah. little pro tip that I hadn't thought of before. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can do, you know, like you said, you guys do pillows, you do tea towels. Yeah. Um, we've done totes. Um, yeah. One thing that you guys did, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, that not a lot of people think DTG, but you, you guys do wooden signs. So how, yeah. how do you guys keep that from like just the ink just running all over the place? Sure, sure. <laughs> so so we offer white and, and black signs. Um, and so on the whites, we don't put any white underbase, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. you want to take, you know, we take the double strike print off and basically put as little ink as possible onto mm-hmm. the wood sign. Because mm-hmm. much like you were saying with the, with the direct-to-film, um, it'll pull up because it's not cotton right. to absorb. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you run it like you run a T-shirt, what you're going to get is this, like, Picasso painting of <laughs> ink that's going to be also all over your platen and the inside of your printer. So it's not, not a good <laughs> not time, good. not a good look. Uh, so you'll spend money having someone come out and, and take your printer apart and clean it. So, mm. um, yeah, we put, you know, take the double strike off if it's a white, uh, and then don't put any white under base. If it's a black sign, um, we put as little white as possible, uh, much like mm. with the direct-to-film. And mm-hmm. we run it through, uh, we pre-treat it with normal pre-treat, um, and okay. then brush it on, like maybe two sprays, and then brush it. And then we put it through our conveyor or tunnel dryer for a minute mm-hmm. and five seconds. We print it, and then we cure it for a minute and five seconds. And then we put a final kind of top coat on it to, to mm-hmm. kind of adhere everything and then let it sit for a day, let it sit for a day before we ship it out. Um, okay. So signs, we, we have to kind of preemptively plan more so than, you know, hey, here's today's mm. shirts for Amazon because you need to know, okay, these shirt, these signs need to go out on this day, so we need to print them here so they have a day right. to cure and then we can kind of ship them out. Um, so, and, and, and again, you know, it's it's one of those nuanced dances of, of dialing. Again, lots of research and development. Uh, I was talking with, uh, with Jason the other day about uh, we had wine tumblers and we're trying to figure out the best way to sublimate these wine tumblers and it was mm. uh, an ordeal. Um, and he was just like, man, I've, I've burned through like five of these things. And I'm like, Hey man, I guess just chalk it up to your research and development budget. Cause it's going to happen. Like anytime yep. you bring on something new, you're going to burn through a handful and you're going to have to be okay. Uh, you know, losing that, that money because uh, exactly. you'll, you'll, you'll burn five and the, and the, in order to sell hundreds. So it kind of offsets exactly. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do wooden signs. Uh, we're doing uh, 12 by 12, and then I, we have like a 14 by 16 sign now, and mm-hmm. then a 6 by 6 little cute little frame uh, sign that we're printing. Uh, home decor, uh, as we've said before, is is ridiculously uh, yeah. profitable. It's a great niche to get in. So if you're listening, uh, don't undersell home decor, especially if you're a guy like you know, obviously Travis and I are. We're not <laughs> really prone to think that it's a good idea to print on pillows. But my wife and my mother-in-law were adamant, and turns out they were right, and they don't let us forget it. So wood signs are uh, also, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, doable. Another thing mm-hmm. that you can do, man, that I really want to get into, I, I have, I think it'd be so fun uh, because we saw it when we went to NBM in Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is shoes like the blank yeah. white chucks? You put mm-hmm. some masking tapes on on the sole of the shoe, and then there's a shoe platen that you can put, you know, the left and the right on. And then mm-hmm. you just 
print and that they look yeah, so they freaking do. cool. So they look really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love, you know, it's one of those things like, man, I really love to get into that. I don't know what the market is. I don't know how well, you know, any of our clients, if I was like, Hey, you can sell your own shoes. I don't know what it looks like. So it's hard to justify yeah. that cost, but man, right. Just for myself, I would, I would love to print <laughs> some ridiculously cool shoes. Uh, hats is another thing you can do. It's kind of a alternative to uh, embroidery. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can DTG some hats. You can supplement hats as well. So you can kind of do hats in any one of these processes. And um, I mean, that's just what we thought of before we hit record. I'm sure there's there's got to be more right. things out there. Can you True. think of anything else that we haven't kind of listed off as far as what you can or can't print? I know we kind of expended mm-hmm. our ideas as we uh made this <laughs> made this list so uh yeah but that's what that's i mean the basically for. yeah i mean i know i know other people some people are are doing like um they're doing canvas signs so you know they have like yeah. a cotton based yeah, yeah, or a natural based yeah. mm-hmm. canvas mm-hmm. um and they print just on the canvas and then you know they have some way to um you can like wrap on yeah like wrap it or, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They have a way to frame it that they do. Um, so that's another one, you know, in that home decor niche. Um, yeah. yeah. And like you said, there's there's got to be more. And, and guys, if you do have other you know ideas for what we could print on DTG, we're all ears. <laughs> we're yeah, always you know please. interested in in uh, in ideas. So you know, info <laughs> at printondemandcast.com, and we're going to make millions yeah. from your idea. I, Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say. I used to listen to this podcast, and the host would say. If you call in and you have a good idea, it is my intellectual property from here until perpetuity. <laughs> so, so if you have a good idea, uh, we will then claim intellectual property and uh, take it and run with it. And thank you so much for volunteering your thoughts. Uh, no, but, uh, but seriously, uh, you know, email us if you have any other ideas as to what we could DTG. Um, like Travis said, we're always looking to innovate uh, yeah. and and find other things that we can do. So let's talk now more about. Uh, the process of DTG, kind of the nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. starting with um, pre-treat. Now, I know that you can get um, pre-pre-treated uh, shirts uh, <laughs> yeah. for sale. Uh, I've heard various – have you used those? I've heard various reviews I've, as far as the efficacy have, or if they're any good. I have not used the pre-pre-treated shirts. Um, I did, however, when I was at SGIA in Las Vegas a couple years ago um, – uh, I, I saw, I think you were with me. Were you with me at SGIA? And mm-hmm. we saw that big, yeah. massive um, washing machine that they literally yes. would put a whole, like, you know, a whole yep. 72 shirts in uh, to this big <laughs> washing machine yeah. with pre-treat. And just that's, and that's how this particular company does it. But you could literally yeah. buy this washing machine that would do full cases of your, you know, your yeah. pre-treated shirts. And, yeah, and so and you had do, a dryer too that you could just yeah. then Yeah, sure you them, literally would throw right them in the dryer there. and you were done. And then you just fold them back up, put them back in the box. And when you wanted to, you know, run a red shirt, <laughs> you just pull it out of the box. They're it was pretty, done. pretty nuts. Yeah. But yeah, yeah cool. I think I, that's, I, that's how they do it. That, I think it's RTP, RTP yeah. shirts. Yeah, ready to print. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that uh, that that washing machine because I remember the guy was from New York. He's like, "Hey, you guys, look at this. You ever seen anything like this before? Hey, look, oh, you put all your shirts in there, right? Hey, wash them, and it's done. It's over. Forget about it." And I was like, "I this, guy, this guy's like a salesman. Cut of your jibs, sir. I you've sold things before. Uh, yeah, it was very very memorable. Um, so so pre treat. 
Yeah, you exactly. shoot the garment. It's it's different for every garment. So like, I you don't want to put the same amount of pre-treat on a pillow that you do a t-shirt because it might be too mm-hmm. much and you're going to scorch yeah. it or burn it. You don't want to put the same amount of pre-treat that you put on a shirt on a hoodie because it's not going to be enough because hoodies are so much more a, th- a thicker you know mm. blend of the cotton. You want to put more on mm-hmm. there. Uh, than you would a t-shirt so it's kind of dialing it in and you can you can google you know a perfect amount of pre-treat for shirts and hoodies and kind of get a good starting place to see where it is you but you start um, you're still gonna have to experiment with your yes and your yeah. situation you know your yep. machines um so yeah you can you can use a pre-treat machine um you know there's mm-hmm. a ton of them out there a lot of people start off with like a wagner spray gun like you know you'd paint uh-huh. your house with but they just put yep. um they put pre-treat in it and they just they get it they build a little box they hang the shirt up and then they just try to go as evenly as they can and then yeah. they have a little paintbrush that they try to you know yep. even out that pre-treat and then yep. uh then from there they go to the next step so there's you know there's basically that's kind of entry level well actually an entry level would just be literally like a spray yeah, uh, like, like a, a hand pump you know spray time. thing yeah, yeah water bottle yeah. thing um, and then you can move to the Wagner spray gun and then up yeah. to, uh, yep. you know, different varying levels of, of right. pre-treat machines. I had a, um, in my last business, I had a really nice one that had four different yeah. nozzles and, and, and you could turn nozzles tanks. off and yeah, it had two tanks so I could keep yeah. a poly pre-treat and a regular pre-treat as well yep. as a third tank of just distilled water so I could wash yeah. it at the end of the night. Really nice pre-treat. So you can really spend a lot of money on these pre-treat yeah. machines. Um, yeah. but, uh, and you don't, you don't have to though. You don't have to, you can get pretty sure. good results with the, that Wagner spray gun, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to start and then just build your business until, you know, if you can afford, right. You can afford to, to, to kind of move up. So, yeah. uh, what's the next, what's the next step? Josiah? Yeah. So from there you want to, you want to cure the pre-treat or dry the pre-treat on the shirt. And you can do that, um, through a conveyor, a dryer, tunnel dryer, or through a press. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it on a, on a press and, um, we have adopted a, a 10 second interval rule just to kind of help to make sure we're preventing scorching. Cause we found that sometimes mm-hmm. if you just leave it on there for the full time, um, you might get some scorching on there. So we just do mm-hmm. 10 seconds at a time and then, and move on. We we tried doing it through the conveyor dryer, but I found for some reason I don't know why this is, and it could be something we did. Maybe it wasn't enough pre-treat. I don't know. But when we tried curing the pre-treat through the conveyor dryer, the print wasn't as vibrant as it was hmm. when I cured the pre-treat on the press, and it was noticeably different. Um, I ran probably fifteen shirts through the through the tunnel dryer curing it that way, and I was like, this doesn't look right to me. So hmm. then I was like, I'm gonna try it on the press. Sure enough, night and day difference. Um, don't know why that is, but I wonder if it's because you were laying the fabrics down with that after That's the pre-treat. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. You're, you're kind of flattening out those fibers right. um, more than in, than in the tunnel tunnel dryer, um, mm. which could very well be what it was. So we just do it on the press, and then uh, once it's done off of the press, Travis, you want to take it to the Rip software of your choice. So tell people kind of what they need to look for. Uh, when they're uploading their design to the RIP software, whether it's Garment Creator or, or, or whatever RIP software of their choice. Yeah, like, um, so the RIP software, Garment Creator comes with the Epson. Um, if, mm-hmm. if if you have another DTG machine, you may have a different, there's Kothari, there's Ca- uh, Cadlink is Kothari, and then there's, um, oh, the one, we, we have another one, I can't even think of it right now, but um, they're going to be basically, they're they're the the thing that takes your image and converts mm-hmm. it to a way that the printer can can see it and knows how much ink sure. to use. 
Um, and so you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to want to try to dial in your print quality. So if you were doing, um, if you want really, really, really vibrant inks, you might want to turn your quality up on garment creator. You have yeah. different levels, um, you know, and, 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 or if you're mass producing a bunch of shirts and you're really concerned with ink cost, you might want to turn your quality level down. Or if you have a very simple right. design, um, you know, if you're printing on a white shirt, maybe you, you know, you're not going to need that white underbase. So you turn yeah. that white underbase off. Um, you know, that you can also knock out specific colors. So if you're printing on a red shirt, you could turn off the red and, and just print everything else and use the red of the shirt for that color or, you know, blue. Yeah. Or green or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a yeah. lot of things you can do in your RIP software. Some RIP softwares, I was, uh, Cathari is a, as to, to go back to the DTF, you can actually, it's, it's DTF ready to where you mm. can actually print the color and then the white with the Cathari, uh, RIP nice. software, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. so it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. The other thing that it does, um, there, some of these RIP softwares will, intelligently determine how much ink you need for a particular um for a particular design one of the things that everybody you know when you read of the forums they all say well garment creator puts down too much ink with cathari and these other you know rip softwares you can limit how much white ink you put down based on the actual design and there's an intelligence that uh you know some type of algorithm that determines um how much ink to put down below you know the white ink so you can save some money there so there's a lot of things you can do with your rip but it's going to depend on which rip software you actually have so once you've got your rip you know and you've you've got your um you know image sent to your machine we're going to actually print the design. And so there's some tips and tricks that you need to, you know, be aware of. Um, Josiah, yeah. I want you to take this one. Yeah, for sure. So we, we talked about the Platin uh, previously, which is basically kind of like, you know, the platform that you are putting the garment on to go into mm-hmm. the printer. Um, and again, the goal is to get as close to the print head as possible for an optimal print. So T-shirts, right. of course, because it's a thinner fabric, you can run it on, you know, one and a half or, or two or what have you and, and get it mm-hmm. really right up there close and, and get a nice crisp print. Um, the thicker the fabric, the lower you're going to have to go um, right. on the platen. So like hoodies, you know, we typically run at four, four and a half. And like Travis said, you can, uh, you know, put a piece of corrugated cardboard underneath the hoodie sometimes so you can kind of even get it closer and not let the yeah. the pocket of the hoodie touch and trigger the sensors because what will happen is if you get too close to the print head um it'll it'll say that, that there's a, a sensor error a height sensor error mm-hmm. and it will ask you to move it back out uh it's it, it can get annoying but it's a good thing because the alternative <laughs> is you replacing a two thousand dollar print head so it's right. for <laughs> your own good that it tells you that this thing is too close to the print head so everything uh, is going to be is going to be different. Um, you know, pillows we run at six, hoodies we run at four four and a half, shirts one and a half. So everything's going to be a little different, and you're going to have to do some again some dialing in on on which works best for you and what you feel gives mm-hmm. you the, the the closest thing to the print that you want as far as quality wise, uh, and then and then go from there. So just keep yeah. in mind that. If you run a T-shirt and then you throw a hoodie in there and it's yelling at you and you don't know why, well, it's because you haven't changed the plan height. So something right. to keep in mind and always check. I have my production. I have stickers. <laughs> I had stickers. They've learned. I had stickers <laughs> everywhere they looked. Check platen height. Check platen height. Check platen height. Check platen height. There's a cheat sheet on the wall 
the platinides. Because what ended up happening sometimes is when, when they're not cognizant of that, uh, you can kill a lot of time with them trying to figure out what's wrong and not understanding why things aren't yeah. working. And it's as simple as just moving the, the platen down a little bit. So right. uh, that's definitely something to keep, uh, to keep in mind. Um, yeah. So after, after it's printed, um, you're going to want to cure the ink, which, again, you can either do on a press or you can do through mm-hmm. a tunnel dryer. Um, we move our shirts uh, and hoodies through the conveyor dryer to cure the ink. Pillows, tea towels, that kind of stuff we'll, we'll do on presses. Um, mm-hmm. Have you found, Travis, I mean, I, for me, the the, t- the tunnel dryer seems to preserve some of the vibrancy yeah. of, yeah, the, t- of the definitely. Because when you cure it on a press, there is a certain amount of vibrancy that seems to kind of dull just because of the direct heat mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the garment. Have you found yeah, that to be true? I've noticed that, too. I mean, I, I think we saw that even um, when we were at, like, uh, the trade shows and such, and they yeah. would they would talk about that, and um, and I have seen the difference in the two. You see, you can see one that's been cured with the press, and one that's cured with the tunnel dryer. The tunnel dryer one is almost always, you know, more vibrant. Now, I haven't taken it to the next extreme, which would be to take both of those shirts, somehow mark them, which you know, which one was pressed and which one was tunnel dried, yeah. and then and then wash them and see if they mm. still, you know, see if the tunnel Maintain dryer still that. retains right. the vibrancy. I don't know, sure. but. Um, but definitely, you know, f- from your production to your customer, it's going to look better in a tunnel dryer, I yeah. think. At least it's going to have yeah. more color and such like that. So so basically that's yeah. it. I mean, you're done at that point. You put it in a bag and you ship it to your customer and, and, and that's it. So there yeah. there are some pitfalls that, you know, you can get – you can fall into – um, sure. With DTG, and and we want to kind of touch on some of those. The first one is, um, you know, you're you're dealing with white ink. Um, now, white ink is actually kind of new in the world of DTG. DTG's been around right. for years and years and years, believe it or not, and only in the last probably four, five, six years or so have they actually started bringing white into DTG. Right. Um, it used to be you 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 would only be able to DTG on light shirts because you couldn't get the white. And, and it's because white is white ink is so difficult. There's we were actually Googling to try to figure out. I I remember I was sitting in a, in a, in a class in one of these, um, at one of these conferences and they were talking about the actual compound that's in the white ink. And it's some type of metal that they have to put in there for some reason. I don't even understand it. I'm definitely not a scientist, but what happens is that stuff will settle. So the white ink actually settles worse than any other kind of ink. And so you really, that is one of the pitfalls. If you're not going to be running these DTG machines, you know, constantly, um, you you need to make sure that you're at least circulating that somehow if you you know if your machine does right. it automatically the F2100 does automatically recirculate it um but you know they one of the maintenance things on the on the F2100 is to take those white cartridges out and shake them every single yep. day um yep. and that's just something that you just have to do because it'll it will settle and if it does settle it can get in you know it can settle in places that you don't want and it can ruin print heads it can ruin print lines it can you know ruin yep. um all kinds of stuff in your machine and yeah. and then you have a huge repair bill uh when all you had to do was shake a couple ink cartridges exactly <laughs> and, make, and make sure you clean your machine you know so yeah. uh so that's one of the pitfalls um what are some other pitfalls Josiah 
Yeah, so one thing that is associated with DTG, or when we first got into the DTG game, one thing we heard a lot about was the the DTG box, the dreaded mm. DTG box. And I was like, what right. the hell is that? What does that even mean? And then you run your first shirt, and you cure it on the press, <laughs> and it is noticeably, the, the area of the press is noticeably mm. darker than mm-hmm. the rest of the shirt. Um, right. So the good thing is, is that I would say the majority of the time um, that will wash out right. after the first exactly. wash. So when we were first sending stuff out, we would put a little card in there that said, you might notice a box, no worries, first wash, go away. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of takes care of, of that issue. Um, it, it, there's other times that it could actually be scorching, which would be the result of bad pre-treating uh, mm-hmm. or too much heat. So if, if you coat your shirt in in a and just cake on the pre-treat and then throw it on a press at 320 degrees for 120 seconds you're probably going to burn some fibers because yeah. that that pre-treat conducts the heat and it's going to probably scorch your shirt and when you're done you're it's going to look like you have rust all over it or, or what you know it looks yeah. different for for every different color um purple looks like it has bleach on it when it rusts or when it scorches it's really weird um mm-hmm. so that's the result of bad pre-treating, in which case, you know, you'll probably have to replace the shirt. But again, it goes back to you're going to have to dial in a process, and you are going to scorch a shirt or five uh, when you start. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to learn about, you know, the DTG box and the best yeah. ways to, yeah. to prevent it. I will say one thing that had that 10-second interval thing for us has eliminated the DTG box when we cure the pre-treat because we cure most everything through the tunnel dryer now so the ink curing process doesn't result in a box anymore Um, Hmm. but that 10 second interval if you press it for 10 open it let it cool let the fumes and the whatever kind of cool off and then put it Mm -hmm. back in and press it it has it has eliminated the 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 prevalence of the box uh, on the shirt Um, so you'll learn tips and tricks like that too I mean what do you guys do you guys have I know you don't have a tunnel dryer so what do you guys do to kind of circumvent the the, the box yeah we do we do our curing kind of uh, or I'm sorry or our pre-treat curing or drying or whatever you want to call it Um, Mm -hmm. same way we do it kind of in stages to and then same with the curing we do that in stages as well and and then the other thing that um, uh, we plan to do we haven't done is i have like we have this really cool card designed that we're going to start putting in all of our things that to say the exact same thing you may because it's not just this box that you may see you're actually going to feel a little bit of that pre it's kind of it's kind of hard where the pre-treat is and so we've had customers that have you know complained about that so we do want to put something in there uh, and we, like I said, we have this really cool card that's designed, and all we have to do is sure. just print it out and, and sure. you know have thousands of them and just start putting them in every every, every order, order we have. Yeah, totally. You know, so people know. You know, again, dealing with your customers' expectations that's oh, very yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. very important in every business, but particularly with DTG because you have that. Um, it, it it's not like what they it see feels, at Walmart yeah. <laughs> when yeah. they go no, totally. shopping or Target yeah. or whatever. It yeah. has this feel to it, and it could yeah. even have like like you say like this this DTG box. The box and um, it feels kind of tacky and sticky. So yeah. yeah, I was I was just gonna say yeah, managing expectations is huge. It's a, it's amazing uh, the percentage of complaints you will uh, avoid by a tiny card that you print yeah. and just drop in the bag because when they read it. They understand that you understand that 
they're seeing what they're seeing and they're feeling right. what they're feeling. So it's like, <laughs> hey, you're not crazy. We are aware this is there. Here's how to solve it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, manage those expectations. Uh, one thing I, I don't think a lot of people think of, and I certainly didn't think about it, you know, thinking about DTG and, and T-shirt printing for, um, you know, these machines is humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a very big deal. If you're yeah. living in Texas, Arkansas, Florida, you probably don't have to sweat it. You know, any, right. any place in the south, uh, you might not have to sweat it. But for us, you know, here in Colorado, we have... A yeah. tiny humidifier, and then we have an industrial humidifier, and you want to keep <laughs> that 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 area humid uh, because you don't want those inks to to get settled yeah. and dry and gross. They're, wa- they're water based inks, so the humidity yeah. is very important to them. Yeah, yeah, they they need to stay liquid uh, because otherwise, again, you you'll run a a nozzle check in the morning, and then you'll see that nothing's actually printing, and then your head your your print head's broken. So. Um, Humidity is very, very, very important. So that's one thing to keep in mind when you are considering uh, getting into DTG and just know if you, like I said, if you're living in a place that has humidity, you'll be fine. Um, but not in Wyoming or Colorado or Montana or <laughs> anywhere like that. So, yeah. Um, so, Javis, any other any other pitfalls as we kind of wrap this up, put a bow on it? And uh, what are the pitfalls? Any other ones? Um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Um, my recording thing just went haywire when my daughter called me, I think to say, when am I going to be home? Which is a pitfall because, you know, sometimes your daughter (laughs) or your wife can get upset because it takes too long to print stuff. And then you come home late after recording with your buddy. Um, that's literally on our notes, people. We literally wrote that because (laughs) we're, we're a little bit off it's, i guess it's a, yeah it's it's, a, it's it's just it's just a reality now the yeah. recording with your buddy part doesn't necessarily come with getting a dtg printer uh <laughs> you're not gonna just have a buddy that comes with the printer uh you have to get those on your own epson doesn't supply buddies and they don't you know offer warranties on buddies so you'll have to get those separate from your dtg printer but nonetheless i can attest to that uh, the nights that i've been up uh, until, you know, 11 or, you know, midnight printing or, <laughs> or printing late and then recording. And my wife's like, so we going to ever hang out or what's going on? I'm like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think with that, I think that's a perfect way to kind of wrap this thing up uh, yep. to save Travis's relationship with his family uh, and his <laughs> wife and his daughters. Because uh, we don't want him to be recording from, uh, you know, um, a box next week when the wife kicks him out or, <laughs> or a van. on a couch. Down by the river. Down by the river, yeah, with a steady diet of government cheese. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. (laughs) Uh, So uh, with that being said, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can go to printondemandcast.com to learn more about the show and email us at info at printondemandcast.com. Let us know your thoughts, your questions, your insights on DTG. Odds are someone out there has been doing this longer than Travis and I have, and you have some wisdom that we can glean from you and kind of sit under your learning tree. We welcome it. So please reach out to us. You can find this podcast on Google, Spotify, uh, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes. Be sure to rate and subscribe. It helps our Mm -hmm. algorithms and helps us get in front of the right people. So with that being said, I'm Josiah for Travis. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. Well, la-dee-frickin'-da! See ya! 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.